You're listening to Behind the Experience with Sense Group, where your host, Mark Benedict, speaks to forward-thinking leaders, marketers, and innovators about the current state and future of brand experiences. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Behind the Experience. I'm your host, Mark Benedict, co-founder and director of Sense Group here in Sydney. And today we're incredibly excited to be joined by Claire Cahill, uh, Head of Experience Marketing APAC at Adobe. Welcome to the show, Claire. Thanks. It's great to be here, Mark. Great to have you in and thanks um, for just uh, taking the opportunity to talk to us. Really excited. Um, Claire made her start in experiences in the UK where she worked in the technology sector. And Claire moved into consultancy where she worked with brands such as Fuji Xerox, EFI, uh, WatchGuard and more recently Adobe. Uh, having been at Adobe for the past 14 years, Claire's brought countless value to their APAC team and even awarded Marketer of the Year at the software company three times during her time with them. Three times, Claire. Yeah. What's going on there? Oh, well, it's all at different points in my career um, where I was doing you know, different things and I've actually worked across many teams. So, yeah, it's been a great opportunity and great recognition and very humbling um, to, to make that, that sort of uh, get that award each year that I have. Oh, well, you're obviously doing something, something right there. I mean, it seems like as well you've always been drawn to both tech, having sort of started in that industry and still in that industry, and experiences. I mean, what is it about that combination that you you love or feel drawn to? Yeah, I think, um, I, I, I suppose I found my love of tech when I got my first Vic 20 computer when I was about 13 and started a bit of coding. So I'm a little bit of a geek. Oh, wow. They've even got uh, the yeah. developer skills in I, there as well. Well, not so much these days, but I think... Um, the, the beauty of where we are with technology today and certainly over the last few years and experiences is that you can enhance the overall experience with technology mm. um, and really cause some amazing experiences today. I mean, it's just I feel like we're on this trajectory with experiences with technology right now that we wouldn't have had when I started back 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah, because it's interesting as well that these days experiences is so much about getting people away from their technology and having the human contact mm. but then subsequently technology is then also now being used to enhance the experience yeah it's kind of this strange full circle almost isn't it in a it, way it is it is a bit of both i think that the in-person experience of face-to-face there's a visceral connection that happens yeah that you don't get when you're in the digital space so if i we run our events both in, in a digital space and in a physical space yeah. like a symposium um, but like human to human, there's an oxytocin thing that happens when you connect with people. Um, chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry, right? That you just you can't replicate that if you're just in pure digital. But you can leverage digital as part of the experience. Yeah. Um, to really cause more of a of a, an interaction and a chemical interaction as well. So tell me about what like what's your day to day at at Adobe as as the head of yeah. experience. What, you know, what, what are you doing? You walk in the door, what's your, what's your typical yeah. day like there? Probably a lot of meetings, as most people these days. But I think um, we're my team basically own the strategy for experience for the region. And so under that sits our flagship events, such as Symposium, um, and, and a couple of other events that we, we run are, are, are responsible for delegations to. So a lot of it's about the planning um, to make sure that everything happens and it happens well and, and the customer experience is actually central to that every time. So every time yep. we're working through that, we're looking back to see if it's gonna, how it's going to affect the customer and what they're going to think, feel and do as part of that. So um, a lot of those that time in those meetings is about just getting that right every time. Getting, getting that right. Because yeah. Adobe is 
I guess, essentially born out of a, a creative uh, yeah. thought, I guess, initially with a lot of those creative programs which people typically think about with Adobe, like Photoshop and all these uh, types yeah. of things I, as I, well. And then, I guess, they're very tech-based tech and, and um, it's amazing how the company seems to sort of have adapted lately to some, to some newer platforms and things like that. And then Symposium, obviously, is a very well-known event in, in, the, uh, in the tech world. Do you, well, I mean, maybe it's worth explaining what, what Symposium is, maybe for some people that don't know what Symposium is all, all about and what that means for Adobe and, sure. and what, uh, what that brings, I guess, to the, to the business or also even just to uh, the customers or the, the people that come to that event. So I might, might just start off by just sort of pointing back to something you said earlier. So Adobe's products are born out of experience. If, I look, if we look back to Illustrator, Illustrator as a product was created um, uh, by Chuck and John because John's wife was a graphic designer and she yep. kept breaking her pens when she was drawing on French cards. And you know how in the old days when some people may remember this, he used to explode. And so that's how <laughs> Illustrator yep. was born. It was born oh, out of well. love for his wife and her frustration with having to hand draw things. Um, if we take it back to how we are today and how we create experiences with things like Symposium, Symposium is our um, has been our flagship event in region. We run, have run a few of these around the region. Um, they're run globally and they're events that basically allow us to take our technology and our customer voices out to, our, out to the, the wider market and um, let people see how, how the technology um, can help and enhance um, their experiences for their customers, for our digital experience part of the business. So yeah. that's all about helping marketers to create more personalized, real-time experiences for their customers. Mm. And so I'm creating an event, as a marketer, I'm creating an event for marketers to help them be better marketers using technology. And so it's a lot about showcase, it's a lot about um, show and tell. Um, we like to have a bit of a sizzle in there from um, showing some of the future product that may come out through um, a session we call Sneaks, Sneaks um, which is yeah. super cool, which is stuff that comes out of the Adobe Labs in the US uh, okay. um, or in India. And then basically people in the t internally pitch in and then we show about five or six potentially future technologies that can or may end up in the product. They don't always, but right. I always love that session. Yeah, yeah people always like to be seeing what's the latest and, yeah. and greatest. And what, what do you think are the benefits that, that the audience gets out of that experience or event that you can't provide through other channels? What, what, are, what are the things that you think, you probably get some feedback, I guess, from these guys, that this is what we love about it, but I wonder, yeah, yeah what, do, what do you think is the thing that can't be replicated, that is the reason why you do these types of so events and experiences? I inherited, so this would be my third year of running this program it's about seven years old maybe eight um, and so when I took the program on I worked with another lady called also called Clara so it's super confusing um, <laughs> and we basically went back and we did lots of focus groups and talked to the customers about what they wanted to see and we recreated yep. the event in region so that it was a customer focused event that basically delivered what the customers need to see and they wanted to see inspirations so they wanted to right. hear big name speakers they wanted to hear case studies about how to do it and so there was a lot in the build rebuilding of the event which is about the customer getting the why so the golden circle Simon Sinek of why that people yeah. should do what they do yeah. and so we also wanted to take that from stage onto the show floor so we have these great inspiration speakers and these pieces where the technology is shown some of that around innovation some of that around snakes 
but then take it onto the show floor as well. So the, the beauty and always the beauty of having a physical event is the customer to Adobe interaction. We get to speak with our customers. They get to ask us questions. And when yeah. you send um, a, a campaign, and which is our digital platforms, we send campaigns out to our customers and we target them very specifically based on where we think their need is. But when you're talking to them face to face, you can really yeah. get to understand what they actually need a lot better. So it provides a platform for our customers to meet with us, our teams, and really get to know them and their needs and wants a lot better. Yeah. They really get to sort of ask the, the burning questions that they have they do, for their yeah. business that affects them. And I, I guess they can get that instant response, which you might not get in any other way, talking to an expert or a specialist at Adobe and, and get that kind of information back. Because I think, yeah, a lot of people want do want to hear the, the, the generic things that they need to know about, about whatever that product is or business or whatever it might be. But then they always have a specific use case or something yeah. going on with their world that they have to kind of challenge what yeah. that product can do and, and yeah. learn, uh, learn in that way, I guess. Uh, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think marketing, we, we always market to them based on where we think they are within their maturity or their life cycle or their where we think the product they might need next yeah but you can't beat that um, understanding the customer need and you, yeah. you can really do that face to face yeah definitely it's uh, yeah, we find that when we talk to it being in, this, in the industry I guess where we talk to a lot of businesses and and some of the challenges that um, that they they face in putting on events sometimes as well is the um, investment that they have to make and we, we face a lot talking to clients having to help them build a case for the investment in, in events as well and, and experiences because I think what I think I've noticed over my time in the industry pushing pushing 20 years now as well is that um, there was that real transition in marketing channels towards digital because it was sure. it was obviously it's a new shiny toy and it was amazingly um, you can be amazingly analytical and there's so much data to be collected from it you know and data is obviously your best friend when it comes to proving a business case yep. to be able to show show the numbers um, but then at the same time uh, sort of the mental shift took away from sort of human experience and the importance of that and I think now it feels like it started to turn back that other way again where they realized digital can have some amazing benefits and it will always be part of it but um, to or to sort of not to forget I guess as well that the human component is is very important I went to a, I went to a, the launch of the LinkedIn B two B Institute. Uh, I think it was yeah. a week before last. Yeah, I couldn't get to that. And, I'm really oh, you were going to go. Yeah. It was actually a really great event, actually, yeah. and they had some amazing insights. And some of the um, some of the insights around obviously the the balance between brand and more tactical marketing and trying to get that balance right. But um, then also about how to talk to the CFO as a marketer to try and build that case to them to yeah. either retain your budget or be it to gain, gain a larger budget or whatever it might be. What, what are the kind of, do you, do you have, I guess, any of those kinds of challenges yeah, we, internally, how, how to justify, so we, you know, for, therefore measuring the event and how you justify it and all these types of things as so well? We, obviously, we use our own technology, so we're like customer zero when it comes to to digital marketing, so yeah. um, we actually measure efficiency of spend um, right. and the return on investment as well. So there's the two sides. So I think you know one shouldn't replace the other. They, yeah. you know, they're an integrated marketing campaign and events. There, they should partner together, and one can feed at different parts of the life cycle as well. So if you think about awareness, really, that's a lot of that now is in the digital space. 
but for us we measure at different points and we use different types of events as well yeah. and experiences for the customers to try and basically push a deal along a lot at, during that, that sort of sales cycle as well. So for example, um, we have a part of my remit and our team is we have an event um, executive experience um, program, which is all about targeting that C-suite. Yeah. Um, and we know by targeting the C-suite as part of the overall sales cycle that you, um, you speed up the sales cycle, you can increase the deal size as well. So that's a really great example of mm. your return on investment. And we, we actually measure that. And we know by having IT and at certain points that that's really important as much as having a CMO involved yeah. as well. So we're really expanding that, um, that, that C-suite that we have involved in that program. So you're actually integrating that into your CRM or into your processes. Yes, and you can yeah. really see the tangible difference that that channel yep. makes we sure can yep. i mean i think you know the the beauty of digital the absolute beauty of digital is that breadth and volume um, but also the personalization now is becoming so much better mm. that you know especially in the b2b space we're really starting to be able to craft um how you talk to your customer so we do that yep. too right right um in the b2c i mean i've worked on both sides of the business with adobe and the b2c side when you're selling a, a product that's a uh, um I suppose not as expensive as an enterprise product. Yeah. You know, the efficiency in digital is obviously where you want to be, so you'll probably do a lot less events. And if you do, you want to keep them in the digital space. You want to have those experiences um, through podcasts or live broadcasts where you're not incurring the same costs. But I yes. think in the um, still seeing the efficiency of spend, we, we still know it's more expensive to run a symposium or, or a summit or something like that for Adobe. However, we know that there's a value, an intangible value that we get from face to face. And so as soon as we can actually have a technology, I know they're out there and I'd love to integrate it, where you can uh, measure the emotional connection caused by the experience mm. to your mm. brand. That would be a great thing to show to your CFO. And um, say so like, we are causing a stickiness with our brand through this experience that you cannot yeah. do through digital. So um, yeah, digital give you the breadth. So when you do your brand studies, people know your brand. Yeah. But if you can measure, measure that emotional connection, and I think for Adobe, our customers are very emotionally connected to our brand, especially in our B2C side. Um, you know, people using Photoshop and Creative Cloud have been yeah. using those products These for a long time. creative industries. And they, they love the brand. Um, we have more brand work to do in our digital experience side, but that's really exciting for us as well because um, I think that's somewhere where we can accelerate over the next couple of years and actually use technology as part of that event experience um, to really make sure that the customers are really getting stickier with brand. We've been playing a bit in that space as well. That, that's, a, that's an exciting area because I think that, is a, that would be a little bit of a holy grail moment, I think, to be mm. able to capture that emotional sent, sentiment or whatever, whatever it might be to, to really understand. Obviously, anecdotally, you can look around a room and, and see people's faces, hear yeah. the feedback, uh, all that type of thing. But to be able to actually put, uh, I guess, some sort of a, a tracking or a measurement to that emotional component, which is such a big part of the whole experience, uh, the whole yeah. experience. It's a, it's a little it's a little bit makes me think a little bit it's like a parallel of, of brand versus short term marketing so brand is a little bit less tangible um, than than say the short term tactical marketing which can be a little bit more me measurable um, but it has that longer term view or vision that it kind of provides for for the for the company and and some of that interesting research actually that came out of that LinkedIn yeah. event too was that. Um, it has an increased sort of net value over, over your customer over time by ensuring that balance of brand is, is right. 
So if you do too little of that, then that has a has a negative effect as well. So it's it's an interesting piece, yeah. I think, of, of the whole puzzle as well. And the, another, another thing I just saw recently, Adobe Symposium has been changed to a different... Yes. What's, what's all that about? What's, oh, the, what's the new... Super exciting. <laughs> yeah, so we've been made... Uh, we've, we've, we've had the privilege of having Symposium in Sydney upgraded to Summit, and it'll be Summit for the APAC region. Um, and so we only have two other summits in the world, and they have both been there since then. Um, back in the Omniture days before we bought the company. So, mm. um, you know, they're a very bedrock. So it's a real privilege for us. And I think there's a couple of things that recognises. One is the investment, the ongoing investment in our region. Um, you know, Adobe's very committed to um, Asia-Pacific. We've actually, um, you know, just it's just been growing and growing. And we had a lot of the senior leadership team come down to Symposium last year. Yeah. Um, and so when we asked... Um, they said, well, you guys are already running a summit here. But I, in the background, that was the game we were already playing, that we were we were good enough to accept <laughs> ah, that. Um, but <laughs> if I think about it as well, and, you know, we look at where we are from a digital transformation in this market, you know, Australia is a very mature yeah. market, Australia and New Zealand. Um, and so and we're seeing amazing stuff happening up in Asia with some of our customers as well. So I think it's just a real recognition of where this part of the world is from a digital transformation perspective. And that's, that's very exciting. And I think, you know, if you look to our brand and our core DNA, we're a creative company who's basically, you know, gone on this acquisition journey to acquire these companies that can really help not just create experiences, but then deliver them across many different mediums, whether it be physical in an event um, or out through all the different diff platforms that we provide for our marketing customers. I think that's that's super exciting and there's nobody else who can do that in this part of the world yeah, yeah yeah which is amazing and do you find yourself do you go to some of the summits overseas to learn the the ropes so to speak of that particular event even though you're saying you are kind of executing it almost at that level here anyway yeah. but do you is it a global uh, consistency I guess in in these events is there a, or do you tailor it quite a bit for each market as yeah well? so um, I haven't been to London summit yet I'm hoping that uh, it's a little bit close to another event for us this year but hopefully I can get that on my radar for next year yeah. but I have been to the US one a few times now and I'm going again it's on um, at the end of March 29th of March the 2nd of April um, we do go that that event will have 22,000 people at it right so it's a different volume wow um, and I think um, it, like it's super exciting. They're actually putting a new technology in that's used um, called Brain Date, um, mm -hmm. which I can't wait. Tell me about really. that. So it's, it sounds like a matchmaking. It is. It's, app. it's a bit like a matchmaking <laughs> app, but for people who want to network at an event. Yeah. So I think you know there's a there's a few problems when you go to an event. You're creating the event experience. You're at that. You sort of lose your customers when you go in there and they keep telling you they want to network more but when right. you go through the door you lose customers a lot so this is a, an app that allows you to put in a bit of a profile about things you're interested in so you know you may be interested in content creation or data and analytics mm -hmm. um, and a few other things and it allows you to meet and network with people on site so it should be quite fun i've been watching this technology for a while it's used at c2 in montreal which is a big yeah, creative conference yeah, no C2. um and so um yes yeah, so i can't wait to have a play with that we may bring that into summit here so, in sydney so tell too. me how does it work in practice is it now now it's my event brain starting to think yeah. how does that actually work in practice is it a uh everyone's on the wi-fi network and they have to somehow it's it, a, it, it can track where everyone yeah, is and you can yeah. find people of those Correct. similar interests in a, yeah. in a way almost 
has a little you. yeah it's like this person it here. literally match makes you but from a from a business context do you have a face where you can see it and you can see that person i'm, presuming I'm getting into so. the weeds here a bit but I'm, like, I'm interested in, in practice yet but right. um, i believe that's how it works um i'll give you some more feedback mark when i get back from <laughs> yeah we'll have to we'll have to but think about that we also picked up a technology from c2 a couple of years ago called click uh-huh. um which so i think the the biggest the biggest problem people and experiences have especially when they're running a big event I think we'll have about 5,000 plus at summit in Sydney if you lose them the second you go through the door right so as Mm. soon as you check them in or register them on site whatever you call it they walk through the door and until they maybe go in and out of a session room you sort of lose them and so we used this technology which was a passive tracking system basically Mm. so it wasn't about us knowing where our customers were it was us about us learning where our customers were it also removed the whole process of having to scan people into rooms and then it worked on an algorithm around how long they were in the room so to say okay they've been in there long enough to be classed as in the room and so that let us see where people were at any point during um, the two days and it was fascinating Mm, mm. to understand the customer journey on site um, and where they were and map them live at any see, point. See where they feel, seem to be attracted to and, and that would be inter- interesting. Works, what, yeah, you what know, context Are they were... leaving early? Are they going to all sessions on the second day? You yeah. know, all those sort of things that you would love to know. Like, are they staying in the session for 90 minutes? You know, lots of different things. You know, how popular was the show floor? And it all integrated the whole way through into even the exhibitor piece as well. So. Um, it was it was really um, really interesting, and I think there is um, a need in experiences around this event tech stack, so we do mm. have a better understanding of customer movement on site and their likes and dislikes, and even their 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 engagement through emotion on yeah. site. And this is where I think a lot of the technology is going to go, and that's that to me is so super exciting. That, yeah, and so that's really cool because you know we're constantly thinking about the agendas and how you create the flow and how you mm. create peaks and troughs in energy and build a story and yeah. and all these things and a lot of that's being done off i guess you know experience uh in the, in having seen and done so many shows but then this is a great example you know we we're talking about before about yeah. how data supports you know it's you're not making assumptions it's 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 actually data in that way so it gives you actually something tangible to i guess parallel against your assumptions and say does that actually you know, make you know hold true what i'm thinking or yeah. is it just me thinking in some bizarre tangent yeah it's actual proof of proof of your and thinking it helps there. you as well craft your i think a lot of your content and your flow as well going forward so we uh, we've um one of the events we've used it in we've had an argument about whether we run this last session or not and we sort of proved that 50 percent of the room had left by the time we were going there running that session. It was quite yeah. an expensive session to run. So from that, we hope to be able to just re-engineer the content a bit better um, so that we get the session run earlier so that customers are seeing it because we feel it's quite important. Yeah. yeah. So look, tell me, I mean, as a company, we're always thinking about strategy, creative, digital mm-hmm. as kind of core components um, and emotion, I guess, wrapping all of that. Do you have a, a system or a bit of a, a process or that you start to think about when you start to create either, a, you know, Im- improving an old experience or creating a new one? Or is it, like you mentioned Simon Sinek before about the yeah. why, is there a, is there a couple of core basics that, that uh, worth sort of mentioning to people about how yeah. you guys do things and whether that's actually 
working for you and sure absolutely so we definitely start in the strategy space first there's yeah. the, that's you know we get agreement we get alignment and we get sign off by the leadership yeah um but we definitely we, we we did a session this time which i did when i reinvented the event with with claire a couple of years ago and it was around the event ethos Right. So, um, and this is part of our strategy deck now. So we went and basically we brought everybody into the room and we challenged them to think way beyond their even their comfort zones about what they wanted people to think, see and feel around yep. the event so that we could create this event ethos. And so um, we then wrote that and put it into the deck and that's actually going to form a lot of the bridge and the messaging and underpin the event experience. And then from there, the next place we go to is building what the event experience may be. So it's that, what do we want the customers to, you know, feel, you know, pre, during and post. And so like yes. that whole experience and what brands do we want to sort of challenge our brand to be like. And so we use that as a basis for creating the event experience. And then we look at back at another piece of data we use as the NPS score around the event, yep. where people are happy or unhappy. So we use some of that to layer in what are the areas for improvement for the next year? And then when we look at the event experience, we go, okay, so how can we flip that from being, you know, a negative on an NPS score to being, you know, a neutral or a positive? Yes. And that's helped us to reshape the whole event experience. Um, and, you know, bring in, you know, the, we, I always challenge the team to bring in the experiences that they, they love um, or have experienced themselves that yeah. made them stick here to other brands and then we, we add that sort of context in as well. So we do spend and have a whole strategy around the event experience. I think it's absolutely key. I think everybody goes yeah. to what's the strategy, what are the messaging pillars, where's the story arc and they don't think about the overall event experience which pins all of that together. Mm. And I think um, the events that I've been to, um, I actually went to, the, the, the they didn't actually run it but they did like a taster of C2 in Melbourne where they really challenged your senses. Um, and I think when you're looking at the event and any event, actually, ironically, we're in sense. It's yeah. like you look at all <laughs> aspects of the event, you know, the, 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 you look at how they see, feel, smell, taste, you know, the whole music, everything. We think about the whole piece. We don't yes. just, and that to us is core um, with the customer at the center of the whole time going, what do we want the customer to experience? Yep. And I think if you get that, um, you can always wangle budgets and experiences that don't cost the the earth but yeah. still have the customer at the core of it and they create an amazing event and an event experience well it's yeah it's interesting you say that i mean that's i mean that's where the name where you said the name sense that's yeah. where it was born from you know yeah. 13 13 years ago too where we um we were doing lots of events where we felt like they were quite uh, repetitive and, and yeah. formulaic and we wanted to be focused more on the actual audience and, and doing something that is resonates you know with them and I think you, you know you do have to sometimes pull yourself back from the rational side where you're thinking about messages and what are the things I've got to get across and what do I need them to know about and um, at the same time remembering that people are there to have you know a good time or yep. to learn or to connect with people um, and I guess you know that's that balance you're trying to trying to get right and if you're, you you really do have to think about that if you're going to get an emotional connection it needs to be something meaningful to people it needs to be something that that they actually connect with um and a lot of the time that is not the rational it's it's the emotional side of the brain yeah. um and then that allows i guess that opens up and allows people to then be open to the receiving of rational information or messages or or to learn or that's what we found over time as well so it's interesting you you say that and have a similar 
approach in that way. You know, think, feel, do. That's how yeah. we label it too when we, we talk about the customer journey and, and what we want people to, to think, feel and do at every touch point within that event uh, and what they're going to be learning along the way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe going back a bit broader, I mean, you've been in this industry a long time. Yeah. What, what's some of the highlights or things that you uh, have uh, experienced over time? You know, yeah. talking about C2 conferences, which is a really it's, cool, I'd, creative I'd love to and, go to Mel- and I'd, change I'd love of to go to Vancouver, isn't it? Or uh, Montreal, yeah. actually. Where it's born, born, born out of, with yeah. the Cirque du Soleil um, crew. Yeah, look, I, I think anything that you that that I've loved or done that is something where we, there has been a level of disruption, and I think that... Whilst cookie cutter approaches are efficient, they don't necessarily allow for um, innovation to happen. So some of the yes. highlights for me have been taking over uh, an abandoned church, which was sort of a nightclub in in Birmingham in England, and um, causing we we call them the bash. I used to work for a company called Whamnet, uh, which was a uh, a tech company. Um, before the dot com, it went with the dot com. Yeah. Um. Then when the bubble burst, uh, but they were getting lots of funding, and we had this ridiculous party as part of um, a, a print, um, I think a print a show called IPEX. It was a nine day show in Birmingham. It was right. very hard to do a nine day show. Can I tell you? <laughs> that is a long show. It was a very long <laughs> show, but this was like the highlight of the event. Like everybody talked about it because we we just caused um, the biggest party. Now those were the days where experience was still really important but none of us we would probably just measured how many paper leads we got off the tracker at the time yeah um, but we really thought about the customer experience and the customer journey for that event you know right through from taking them out to this place they didn't know where they were going yeah which is how C2 actually do it too they sort of trick your mind and then basically having them sit through the sort of early performance and then sort of like things exploded and it was just like it was just it was very out there for the time for the industry we were in um, but I think more recently, I think, um, you know, where we got Symposium to two years ago, um, I think is probably, a, again, a highlight for me in, some of the, in the whole overall experience because you know you've nailed it when the only thing people can complain about is the seats. We have a bit of an internal joke. It's called Terragate. <laughs> we have the Terragate because the event really disrupted how we've done things and it took the overall experience to the next level where everybody right up to senior leadership was bought in and we thought about the customer experience through every single touch point. Um, unfortunately, we didn't realise the seats were going to be uncomfortable and that's just, I think that's... <laughs> Chair game. Like, if we don't, you, don't, you normally get a complaint about coffee or air conditioning in my experience. <laughs> yes. The two things yeah. that come up. And you have to take some of them with a grain of salt. You, you know? do, you take them with a grain of salt. But I think looking at people's faces as they experience that event, because we couldn't, we didn't have a measurement of the emotion. Yeah. Um, people were smiling. I look back at the photographs when I've been flicking through them for different things and there's just these faces lit by the stage lights looking up at the content and um, the overall experience that we created through that event we just thought about it everywhere so I was super proud of, of what we created as a team yeah um, and and yeah so was, we, we look forward to our next challenge of, of summit in August summit yeah. in August yeah and look you're saying um, we're very close to time now as well you're saying that obviously we talked a lot about um, summit and symposium but what, what are the other just broad range of uh, of work that you guys do yeah. um, day because I imagine that's just one thing but. sure I mean uh, we have we've just run um, we have a big partner channel so um, uh, companies like um, Deloitte and Accenture are part of our partner network and we run an exec experience for our partners up in Bangkok 
um, which is central for the whole region. So we've partners from India through to New Zealand, basically come to Bangkok and we, yes. it was an educational experience, but we created a really Thai themed experience around the whole event and took, you know, 40 tuk-tuks out on a tour um, with, um, that could go well, yeah, or, or we, not so well. Really, yeah, it went really well. I know, but with um, but it was a video experience. So we showed them one of our products called Rush. We gave them yep. gimbals. We took them out to the temple, um, one of the temples, and took them out literally in rush hour traffic with the police police escort. And luckily, we everything went according to plan. So that was wow, amazing. Wow, great! Experience. That, that's organised chaos. Organised chaos it was. <laughs> um, we do um, a lot of exec experiences from round tables through to we do these. Again, education about premium um, photography experiences at like six star venues across Australia and in India, those particular ones are run, and that's for our C suite customers. And they're about as much about building a relationship with our really important customers mm, mm. through to actually we give them a bit of education around Photoshop and Lightroom, and these are our digital experience customers. Right. But everybody loves a bit of photography. We all take photographs, yep. so that's why the video and the we were able to pull the video and the Lightroom products into our digital experience business. So again, it keeps us core to who we are as a creative company yep. um, and it gives them an opportunity to network with our senior leadership team. So those are some of the things that our team do. A range, well, quite, a, quite a range of different things yeah. then, yeah. Well, look, Claire, thank you very much for uh, joining us today. It's been a real pleasure having you in and, and chatting and listening to some of your insights. Uh, if people out there would like to find out more, go to adobe.com forward slash au forward slash events. And thanks very much for tuning in to this episode of Behind the Experience. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the show and check out the show notes for more valuable content. Uh, I'm your host, Mark Benedict, and I look forward to joining you next time. If you'd like to find out more about Sense, you can go to sensegroup.com.au. Thanks and see you soon. Behind the Experience is proudly brought to you by Sense Group, an independent experience design agency that mined the frontiers of creativity and technology to curate emotionally charged experiences that connect brands with audiences in meaningful, lasting ways. To get in touch, check out the links in the show notes.